Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Cricket Ultras. This is Arun Sudhaman, and as always, joining me from Shanghai, Darren Burns. Darren, how are you? Hi, mate. Arun, how are you? What a week in cricket. It's been a fantastic week, another week of ups and downs and further disintegration of the Australian cricket team. I see you laughing there and enjoying that. It's been the craziest month. I can remember. I mean, it, not just the Australian cricket team, but also if you think about Bangladesh, um, you know, and Sri Lanka, the shenanigans they got up to and smashing up their dressing room. Feels like we've reached a new level for, for world <laughs> cricket. Um, obviously, you mentioned Australia, the, the biggest story in world cricket at the moment. Um, since our last podcast, of course, uh, which we recorded in right in the middle of, of this kind of entire crisis. Darren Lehman resigned. I, I don't think anyone was massively surprised by that. Yeah. We've had various tearful press conferences. <laughs> I think part of the Cricket Australia contract is that these, <laughs> the, the, these players must cry at their press conferences. Did, did any of them not cry? I think David Warner's tried to cry. It almost, it almost looked no like tears? He'd, he'd, he'd put something in his eyes. No tears. Um, <laughs> was it was it the Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, crying? It, it just looked looked really bad. I mean, I mean, I thought I thought Steve Smith looked pretty genuine, but I, yeah. I think Dave Warner really really tried to put that on. And apparently, he'd hired this PR guru or something mm. to help him out. So um, that might have had something to do with it. Friend of yours? Um, <laughs> no, don't know her. Don't vouch for her. Um, Look, I think it was interesting, and I think we we were we kind of anticipated last time that 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 somehow Darren, Darren Lehman would be out of a job, um, and, and he he's obviously you know uh, had that tearful press conference after he heard Steve Smith and Cameron Bancroft, and he he also broke down and said it was time to go. So again, you know, we went into that last test with a, with one captain, uh, basically no vice captain or coach, um, a couple of guys who'd flown in overnight from Australia who were jet lagged. Uh, and it was a pretty poor showing from Australia. I mean, that's that's a new low. Um, they were rolled over by almost 500 runs. Um, it's just pulverized. It, it's pulver. It's pul- absolutely pulverized. Um, On and off the field, you feel. Yeah, just totally, just total disintegration. You know, Steve Waugh used to talk about mental disintegration, but this is a different level. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they're just destroyed at the moment, and everyone's everyone's injured. It seems Stark's injured now, and it seems Mitchell Marsh is out. Um, so really, real disintegration. So does this mean Australia may play an international match without a Mitchell? It is very possible. I, I do wow. believe they're scouring <laughs> Shield cricket now for another Mitchell. Um, that is part of the policy. But it, yeah, it looks it looks like a great run for India in the Australian summer. You'd, you'd expect um, with the two best best, button, best batsmen not playing, uh, you wonder where they're going to find them from. Whether it's bowlers or batsmen. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would never underestimate Australia's ability to find decent players, especially at home. Yeah. Um, I think they can find some good players. Um, this is definitely not what Steve Waugh had in mind when he was talking about mental disintegration. I must say, watching these press conferences, it does feel a little bit like a kind of ritual public humiliation that yeah. all of these, these uh, whether they're players or coaches, have kind of had to subject themselves to and it's a little bit sad uh, and, and unseemly. It, it feels mm. like, I think you weren't the only person I, I saw on Twitter, you know, saying, has, has everyone got their pound of flesh now? Mm. Um, I mean, we've, we've talked about 
this before. I think these these penalties are severe. The Australian Cricket Association, um, the ACA, uh, I think agrees with that assessment. Um, but all three of the players have come out now and said that they're not going to challenge Correct. these these penalties. Not surprising from Smith and Bancroft, uh, but a little bit surprising from Warner because we I think we felt he might challenge it, but good PR advice, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was a bit surprised that Warner didn't challenge. I mean, I think we talked about this before that we thought he might. Um, but obviously he, he seems, he sees a pathway back into the team now. Otherwise he, he, I think he would have challenged. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you see all three of them, well, at least, you know, at least water and Smith back of the team by, by next year. By the world um, cup. So I don't know how they're going to keep, keep match fit. I mean, they can't play first class cricket. Um, it seems to me that they're trying to do a back channel deal where they can play in County or some other places. Mm. Um, I don't know if they can work that out or if they're trying to do that, but it seems like they're trying to do it, um, which obviously would be good for them leading up to the Ashes next year. But I, I don't know. They go back to the humiliation of club cricket. Well, if nothing else, they'll be subjected to, I suspect, <laughs> a, a lot of mental disintegration in club so. cricket. Um, yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about their match fitness. This is cricket we're talking about. Yeah, but just this, the, the mindset, right? facing international fast bowlers and spinners. I mean, if you're not facing that for a while, you'd expect to be have trouble. But, you know, it, it might draw the crowds into some of those lowly grey cricket games on the weekend. Who do you think will be the next Australian coach? Ian Chappell has, has, has come out, put his support behind Jason Gillespie. Justin Langer is, is apparently the heir apparent uh, and has been waiting in the wings. I'm sure Michael Clark is available. Uh, <laughs> if asked I mean, by the right people, <laughs> <laughs> he'll say yes. Who they are, I'm not sure. Ricky Ponting is, is, yeah. is establishing his credentials. I mean, what's your take on all of this? Well, I've got another name that probably hasn't come up yet, but I, what about Ravi Shastri? <laughs> um, you're, you're welcome to Ravi Shastri. I mean, he, he is clearly the, the, one of the finest coaches cricket has ever seen. He, he really yeah. is. And, and um, you know, <laughs> yes, bank maximums and all that and hit, help him to hit, hit the ball like a tracer bullet. Um, I think he could be great and it perhaps help us on the subcontinent. Or, or maybe we have a coach for different conditions. So subcont, we have Ravi Shastri or Anil Kumble. Perhaps he's another one. Even Imran Khan to show us how to do reverse swing in, in Pakistan. But seriously, I, I think it looks <laughs> as though, I, I think the early running seemed to be um, Alfie Langer. Uh, but now it looks like it might be Dizzy Gillespie. So Dizzy's always been a bit of an outsider. So if they want to change the culture, they might want to bring in somebody who's a bit different. And, you know, obviously he's been very successful with Yorkshire, right? Um, he was touted as being the England coach before Trevor Bayless was appointed. So I wouldn't be surprised if he, they do go with him. Mm -hmm. I think it would be a loss for England, actually, if, if they did, because I think they've, they've had their eye on him for a while. Uh, and they would definitely like, I think, him to be in contention when Trevor Bayliss's reign ends. Um, what if he becomes England's test coach and perhaps Bayliss is the one-day coach? I mean, it's it's definitely possible. But you would you would think Gillespie would be would would. I mean, he'd he'd probably have more fondness for the Australian job, but he does live in England yeah. now, so you have to he bear does. that that in mind as well. 
Uh, it would be a bit hard on Justin Langer because you you get the impression he's been waiting patiently. He's, he's been coaching a lot. Mm. Um, Ravi Shastri, you know, great left field suggestion. Um, not a coach who does a lot of coaching, as far as I can tell. <laughs> he's a coach. He's, uh, he's a coach. <laughs> he certainly won't get in the way of the captain. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and you know, I think Australia could could use all the help it can get in terms of of figuring out how to improve reverse swing. Yeah, not get caught, I think, is the key. Current events are, are any guide. Yeah. Uh, is there a timetable for when they will make that change? I imagine it's going to be quite soon. I, I, I think people are saying it's going to be in the next week or so. Um, I think what was the big holdover is there was they were hearing schedule for April 11, which is next week, if, if people wanted to contest, the, if the three guys wanted to test the charges none of them are contesting now so that's kind of out the way, out of the way so i assume that they'll make a, an announcement pretty soon you'd think i guess that moves a bit of a gray cloud away uh from the team so i expect they'll probably announce the coach pretty soon you know they've also got to re i think they have to re reconfirm uh old timmy's place as captain whether he goes on uh or as a long-term captain and then of course they have to appoint a vice captain which the campaign acquitted himself very well, I thought, in the yeah. last test match. I mean, it was a tough test. I mean, I, th I think you can't look at the result of that test and say that was his fault. I mean, I thought the shaking of the hands was nice. Uh, it seems like he's trying to trying to drive a bit of a new culture. I wouldn't be surprised if they appoint... I think Pat Cummins could be a good vice-captain choice. Um, I think Mitchell Marsh is not ready. Right. The problem for both of them is, is staying yes. on the field, right? Because, you know, the way that workloads are being managed. Right. And that's why they always prefer, I think, to have a batsman. Uh, so if it is a batsman, I think they were talking about Mitchell Marsh as an option uh, because he's he's the only one who, could, I think, has a reasonably guaranteed place in the side. Yeah, and the experience too. Um, I, I think he's probably a long-term option. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Smith becomes captain again, actually, in the long term. Um so he might take over again after um, after Timmy's done his run, um, and also you know he obviously has problems with his fingers and he gets you know broken fingers and hands and stuff. So that might keep him out of the team as well. So I think Tim Payne could be sort of a you know one or two year option, and then maybe they start to build up um, Marsh and 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 also of course Smithy when he comes back. But but I wouldn't be surprised actually if if, if Cummins does become vice captain. Sure. Okay. All right, well, over to Christchurch. Yes. Where, you won't believe this, England almost won a test match. Almost. Almost, but didn't. Almost, but Which not quite. means that they're, they are now in the midst of their worst ever run. 13 overseas test matches without a win. Uh, and that is the end of their winter tour. I thought it was fourteen. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it's thirteen. Actually, it? I've seen it, and yeah, I've seen it in a few places as thirteen. Yeah, uh, it might be fourteen overall because there may have been a home match that started Maybe. this off. But just recapping this test match, they they finally strung together some good sessions: a good century from Bairstow, uh, Anderson, and Broad bowled very well, and then in the second innings. Um, England again, you know, contributions from everyone really. 
at, at long last. No centuries, though. Again, Vince misses out. Uh, but then cometh the hour, cometh the man. <laughs> Ish Sodi uh, with a 168 ball 56, uh, given, given plenty of assistance by Neil Wagner. Wagner. Who took 103 balls for his seven. I love it. I love it when a batsman scores very few runs and just is out there <laughs> to frustrate the opposition. Is that how you bat? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> All of which meant that New Zealand were able to survive 124 overs, uh, lost eight wickets, England were throwing everything at them, but finally yeah. bad light uh, took the players off the field, so New Zealand win the series 1-0, and England go home with nothing. Big fat zero. Yeah, I mean, full, full credit to New Zealand. You know, they batted for a whole session. I think it was 30-plus overs with uh, Ish Sodi and Neil Wagner uh, really stopping England's charge. They started the day off very well on day five. They picked up a couple of wickets in the first over, I think. Um, and it appeared they rolled through, rolled through the Kiwis, but the Kiwis are resilient, especially in their own backyard, and they really fought hard. And good on them. Yeah, and, and, and a series win yeah. over England, which is definitely something... Um, to treasure, I think. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't well, go think, that far. I but. think it's also called for, you know, I know Kane Williamson's been very vocal about New Zealand getting more tests. I mean, mm. I think they only had about five or six tests last year. They don't um, get enough. And they always get two series tests. They're going to play um, Pakistan too this year, I think, in the UAE. So it's only two test series, I believe. So they get, you know, these odd tests every now and again. It's It kind of sucks for the guys who only play test cricket, right? It does, but... This is why I think so many of their players are, are turning into T20 specialists because yeah. they can't make a living from test cricket. Well, well, the well, neighbour up to the north of them is in need of players, so maybe they could sort of send a few <laughs> up our way and we can turncoat them. I'm pretty sure they could become citizens in two or three years. We could fast-track them. I'm sure, I'm sure they'd like nothing better yeah. than to play for Australia. You know, I mean, we, could do, sure. we could do with an Ish Sodi, I think. Um, it's it's a dream for every every young New Zealander, yeah, every young Kiwi to play to play for Australia one day. Uh, interesting thing from this Test match, which you, you probably did pick up on, um, I think it was only the third time where all twenty wickets in the first two innings were taken by uh, two bowlers on each side. Um, so for for New Zealand, Bolt and Southey took the ten wickets to fall. Southey. Uh, Savvy, uh, and for England, Anderson and Broad, of course. Um, both teams quite reliant on those two, on the, on their top two bowlers. But of course, and you know, and they're both they've both been doing it for a while as well. Um, so they, they they will both need to to consider succession strategy. Well, I think I think New Zealand's always been, well, especially recently, I suppose, not always, but very good at maximising the resources that they have. Um, you know, there's a very small playing population in New Zealand. They, they draw a lot of inf inspiration from the All Blacks. They have a very strong team culture. Um, and and they, don't have, they don't have much in the cupboard, right? Um, but if you look at England, there's a much bigger player base. There's some people in the cupboard that they could probably bring in. Um, but New Zealand, I think you've got to give it to them. They really do their best with what they have. <clears throat> you know, BJ Watling has been great for them over the years. Um, Ross Taylor, we, we thought he'd sort of was off the boil, but he's come back strongly in the last year or two. Um, it, it's a good-looking team, and if they keep all those players on the park, it's great. But you're right, if, if they have a couple of injuries, then it really does compromise their 
ability to win matches. It does. Trevor Bayliss saying that uh, he doesn't have that many options in terms of making batting changes after this tour. Uh, Correct. Which is, on the one hand, not that surprising, given the results they've had with all the players they've rotated on it. But on the other hand, you think England has, you know, the biggest player base, I think, of any country. Uh, well, I assume India has a bigger <laughs> player base, but actually in first class cricket, yeah, uh, England has more players. Yeah, true. Um, so you do have to wonder about the cupboard being bare there. Yeah. I mean, they've struggled on tour. I mean, I, I saw a stat this morning that said, you know, they've averaged and batting across New Zealand and Australia, they've averaged 28 per wicket, whereas the opposition has averaged 46. I mean, that's a big difference in a big golf. So they haven't bowled that well. They haven't batted very well on tour. They've showed some good signs. You know, James Vince and Stoneman have shown glimpses of something that could be good, but you've got to put them together. Milan has had a good tour. I think he's got definitely got a future yeah. in this team. Um, obviously, there's questions about Cook. He hasn't yeah. He hasn't batted well for a long time now. Joe Root appears to be unable to score centuries. Yeah. So I think they'll give Cook the start of the summer in England. Uh, they will, to see how he yeah, does, I sure. think. And then if he's not going well, he, they might pull him out midway through. What do you reckon? Yeah. The, the pro- Well, yes. But the problem is the start of the summer in England is really the worst time to make any judgments. Yeah. Because it's still winter, tends, really. It's, it's still, <laughs> it is still, it's, it's damp. The ball swings around like crazy. Yeah, it does. Jimmy Anderson turns up and 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 had you know takes a, a hat full of wickets, and Cook will do fine, I imagine. Um, but it's really not, I think, the best time to make judgments. They should be making judgments, I think, based on these overseas tours, mm. uh, New Zealand, Australia, and the previous tour to to India, where where they were whitewashed as well. So yeah, they totally were. But as you said, they will they will not. They will defer these decisions, especially with Alistair Cook, because he's such a great chap. Good good Essex men. Yeah, they would never do anything as ungentlemanly as, <laughs> as dropping him after a run of poor scores. They wouldn't. <laughs> they would not. Okay. Right, so that's England, New Zealand. We should move our focus to the subcontinent. So while Australia have been enduring their, what is probably their worst ever month as a cricketing nation, India are hitting the high notes. Yeah. Their cricket TV rights, as we we just found out 12 hours ago, following a breathless three-day e-auction, <laughs> the first of its kind yes. in international sport, and winning the bid for 944 million US dollars is Star Sports, uh, owned, of course, by Fox. Yes. Uh, the deal owned, covers, of course, by Rupert Murdoch. Owned, of course, yes, by Rupert Murdoch. The deal covers worldwide TV and digital rights for all international cricket matches to be played in India from 2018 to 2023. It's almost doubled the previous TV deal. Well, it means it's that, 51% increased, right? So it's not double. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I thought I saw somewhere that it was almost double, but you're right. It's fifty-one percent. Yeah. Well done. Thank you for that. It's good to have someone numerate this <laughs> podcast. It means that Star now has the not just the Indian um, cricket rights, but they also have the IPL and they have the ICC rights. Yes. So they're spending a lot of money on cricket. 
Well, I mean, it's worth it in India, though. I mean, India is it's a national game. You know, there's a, there's a big rising middle class. Uh, I have no problem with it. And I think they're happy to have it. I mean, what did they spend on the IPL? Two point five billion. Correct, but they're spending more per match. Yes. On the in the on these on these rights, the Indian well, international rights. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you have, probably have a much bigger audience for national games versus different franchises, right? Um, so I think it's interesting. I mean, this is a trend around the world, and especially in big economies. If you see what's happening in China with the rights for things like the World Cup, uh, soccer rights, uh, basketball rights, they're going through the roof. And I think India is seeing the same thing. I, I imagine this is happening in different sports in India. I don't have any evidence, but I imagine I imagine it is. Um, and I think we don't, you, need, you see, we don't need evidence. We don't need evidence, but we need. If you, if you look at economic development theory uh, and advertising and, and sports rights, you're going to see a big growth in India. I think it's natural as as the middle class grows. You have more and more advertisers wanting to get into it. So I think it's, it makes a lot of sense. Sure. So this makes um, these rights on a per match basis are now the second most valuable TV sports rights in the world ahead of the English Premier League, uh, but behind only the NFL. Um, and I suppose that makes sense, although it's still a little surprising that they have now overtaken the Premiership, which is, of course you know, a huge global property. Yeah. Um, the question really, and I haven't seen much on this, and it would be interesting to get some some views on this, and this is actually something we can do relatively easily given our contacts. Yeah. Is really to find out from some of the media agencies and so on whether they think the return on investment will justify stars spending here. Yeah. Uh, whether they will actually return a profit. On this property, because ultimately, if they don't, then it's a loss. I mean, what you wouldn't spend this money just as a loss leader, perhaps just to stop your rivals from getting these rights. That's the only thing I can I could see. But you might look at it as a package, right? So you've got you've got Indian cricket, you've got IPL and ICC. If you bundle it all together, they, they might look at it that way as well. So I'm not sure how they've structured the deal, but I imagine they they pretty much know they can make money out of it. Um, but but I, I think it's quite interesting. I didn't realize that English cricket was actually out of all the national boards, gets the most, uh, the highest broadcast deals by quite a long way. So they do almost 300 million a year. India is about 190 million per year. And then Australia is only 100 million a year. But of course, if we put the IPL on top of the Indian cricket, it's, it's huge, right? That's, that's 508 million per year, which is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal amount. Right. But, and also the English rights include a lot more, I think, than, so these rights just for the Indian uh, national team, yeah, and for the Indian women's correct uh, national team, we shouldn't forget because all of their matches are going to be televised yes. as well. And I think the English rights include various domestic competitions uh, as well. So that includes like the the T Twenty yeah. and, and so on. Um, yeah. yeah, that's correct. And, and England, you know, took the money, and you can you can question whether that's hurt the game in England. One thing you can't question is whether this will hurt the game in India. Uh, yeah. You know, th there's no sign of that. Uh, satellite TV, <laughs> whether by fair means or foul, seems yeah. very accessible in, in every, every Indian household. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> not, not difficult yeah. to access. In, in yeah. fact, I do recall my own family at, at one point in Madras being able to, to access satellite TV via a... A kind of jerry-rigged Nef contraption, which may not have means. included, 
which may not have included an annual subscription. Yeah. Um, and I probably shouldn't say anymore. Is that, <laughs> is that an admission on air? So from TV rights, we should probably, at this point, move on to the IPL, Darren. is about to start, I think, yeah. tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, on a Saturday. Yes, um, correct. With the Mumbai Indians taking on... I have a strong feeling it is the Chennai Super Kings. Um, they are, of course, back in the competition after a, a two-year hiatus for an, an alleged corruption scandal. Alleged. <laughs> never proven. Alleged. Um, never proven. Yeah. I just watched the... Um, last night I watched the highlights of the, the Pune Supergiant versus Mumbai final last year, of course. Uh, what an exciting game that was. Um, was it? Yeah. Okay. I'll take um, your word for it. They needed four for the last ball, I think, to win the Pune, and they only got a two, and so the Mumbai Indians won by one run, chasing a very low total, so a very, very exciting game. Um, so I guess, of course, the first game is the Mumbai Indians, who won last year, versus the subs for Pune. So Pune is not playing again this season. Uh, so Chennai take their place, and I guess you must be very proud of that, being a, a Chennaian. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm necessarily particularly proud of the fact that the Chennai Super Kings is back in the tournament. I think the fact is, after being banned for a corruption scandal, that, that leaves quite a bad taste in the mouth. Um, having said all that, it's it's really worth noting that the Chennai Super Kings is, is, is one of the best supported teams in this competition. They get 20,000 people to their practices. Yeah. Uh, MS Dhoni has captained the team every single competition he he refers to Chennai as his second home he's he's kind of become a, a sort of unofficial mayor of the city uh they love him there they they've they've kept a number of players who've been with them all along so Dwayne Bravo um Suresh Reiner uh, are are all there as well they've lost Ashwin which i think is is a problem um they've got a decent team though if you think about it Shane Watson is back um, to to unlock the value of DRS. Yes, and you, I must we must point out that they're actually having DRS this year in the IPL. Of course, they this will are, be the first yeah. year. So, so Shane Watson really has a big role to play. He has a huge role <laughs> to play. He's a DRS coach. I think <laughs> you know they have so many of these mentors and coaches. Yeah, they in, do. In the IPL. I'm really surprised they haven't given Shane Watson that particular title but it's clear this is why they they outbid the other teams for him just so he could he could lead the way uh beyond that they've got of course as we mentioned Suresh Reiner who's very good in this format um Faf Duplessis uh Imran Tahir Harbhajan Singh uh and some other kind of interesting names like Mark Wood um Sam Billings Kedar Jadav and Murali Vijay. So they've got a decent team. I mean, it's, it's a veteran team for sure. There isn't a lot of young talent there. But I think, you know, with Dhoni captaining the team, that will help. Yeah. Um, you do wonder a little bit about whether the batting is explosive enough all the way through. Um, but CSK will have, I think, a decent team. What about the Delhi Daredevils, Darren? I know that um, you are... They, they are basically your team in this yeah. competition because of Ricky Ponting. I, I notice I've come down, I think they're about 11 to 1 to win the uh, to win the cup, and I think they're down to about 9 to 1 now. So obviously I'm not the only one who, who feels that they have a good chance. Um, of course, coached by Ricky Ponting. Ricky Ponting coached 
Mumbai to the to the Premiership last year. Um, they have some interesting players in the team, including, of course, the big show, um, Glenn Maxwell. Um, I think they've they've got Colin Munro and Maxwell to potentially open the batting or be at, up at the top of the order at least, which is very explosive indeed. I mean, if those two get going, there could be some big runs. Um, unfortunately, Rabada seems to be injured now, so he won't be he's playing. Out. He's yep, out. He's out. That's a bit he's of a out for three, three months, I think. Um, and of course, they've got Trent Bolt as well, the left armor from New Zealand. They, there we go, plugging New Zealand again. What's going on? We're talking about New Zealand a lot today. Um, but but I did. I, I question the value of Gotham Gambia as the as the captain. So, <laughs> Whoa, just, controversial I, statement. I just find, I don't know, what has he done, Arun? Well, he's one of the most experienced players, and he is actually, a, a, I think, a pretty decent captain um, okay. in, in this format. Right. Uh, and, you know, a pretty decent player. And, and I mean, the, the big question with Gautam Gambier is, is whether he has the time to, to play 2020 cricket, given his, his kind of many responsibilities in terms of defending the Indian army and Indian yes. government every day on Twitter. <laughs> uh, so if he can find the time to commit to cricket, um, then he's actually, much as I am not necessarily Gautam Gambia's biggest fan, because I don't necessarily think he um, should be positioning himself as the Indian Army spokesman, Yeah. uh, given that he's um, never been a soldier or held any kind of governmental executive or political position. Right. he is, without a doubt, one of India's most experienced 2020 limited overs batsmen. He's a mm. very good captain, I think. Um, probably work, will work quite well with Ponting. He has a reputation for getting along with um, the international players and with the Indian players. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure your questions are necessarily all that justified. Right. I think with Delhi, the big the big issues will be around their bowling. They've got some excellent batsmen, Rishabh yeah. Pant, Rishabh Pant as well, and Shreyas Iyer. You know, two really, really exciting Indian talents. Um, Jason Roy as well. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the bowling, they've got, as you mentioned, um, Trent Bolt. The, they've got the Nepali player Sandeep, uh, the leg spinner. Yeah, of course, Amit Mishra they have, and Rahul Tawatia. So they're both pretty handy spinners. Jayat Yadav as well. So they've got some good Indian spinners, which, you know, is, is a good formula for the IPL. Um, but I think 9-1 to one is about right for this team. Yeah, I think a lot of it depends around, you know, I think if, if Colin Munro and Glenn Maxwell don't come off, I think they'll really mm. be struggling okay. big time. Yeah. So those are the big question marks there. And of course, they haven't got Rabada now, which is a bit of a worry. So, yeah, it's not a bad team if they fire. There, there will be questions about their bowling. So if we move on to Kings Eleven Punjab, um, right. a team that has its fourth captain in three years, uh, with Ashwin, of course, moving. Yes. Um, to the take leg over. Yeah. Uh, well, leg spinner, off spinner, <laughs> top spinner, flipper. You know, uh, he's gonna he's he gonna be decide. bowling them all, bowling all sorts. Does he have uh, any he, captaincy experience at all? Um, not, not a question. I know the answer to. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I don't think but, so either. 
if anyone suggests um, themselves as a as a kind of natural captain, it is Ashwin. Yeah, I think he's a he's a very good thinker. Is he a good and, man? Uh, I don't know if he's a good man. I wouldn't. I don't know. He seems like a a reasonably good person. He's mm. um, obviously he's from Madras, which uh, which helps massively. Yes, obviously. Um, <laughs> but he he's you know he's he's a smart, very smart cricketer. Uh, he's replacing Glenn Maxwell. Um, yeah. The questions about Punjab are about depth, really. You I think know, so, so too. Chris Gale is 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 with you know is up there and and never really sure. He didn't have a good tournament last year. Yeah. Then Aaron Finch. Yeah. Is at the top of the order. Yeah, he's a shoe in. Um, a lot of Australians in this team, right? Yeah, there's a few, and there's of course there's Marcus Stoinis, mm-hmm. Andrew who, who's a pretty good all rounder. Yeah, I think there's a questions marks around the batting. If you be honest, so I think Chris, if Chris Gale and Aaron Finch come off, then fantastic. But I think. You know, Rahul, Karun Nair, Yuvraj Singh, I'm not sure how he's traveling at the moment. Um, Marcus Stoinis, and they don't really have a leg spinner unless Ravi Ashwin is indeed going to bowl wrist spin. They have Aksar Patel and they have Ashwin, of course. And of course, they have some good closing bowlers. I like Mohit Sharma. I think he's a good bowler. And of course, I've got Andrew Tai, who did quite well last year. So not a bad 11, but I think you're right. The depth worries me a little bit. The other interesting thing is they don't have a recognized wicketkeeper. So Rahul will be keeping wicket. Yeah. And which is a bit of a concern, isn't it? It's it's a little bit of a concern. So it's hard to see this team positioning itself as one of the favorites for sure. Um and another team I think that will have some challenges is Kolkata Knight Riders, the, the smallest squad in the IPL. Although they do have Chris Lynn past fit to play, uh and he could well be, you know, the most devastating batsman in this competition on the other hand they've lost mitchell stark but then countering that they've got t current yes what a great sub that is you know <laughs> it's a natural selection if you lose probably the best left arm fast bowler in the world you bring in tim t curran i almost Tom called Curran's him tim but that is not his him, that right? indeed is not well, his name <laughs> i'm not sure to be honest with you but i, I i'm assuming it's tom just because it sounds right it sounds right um, yes but we'll go with t he's a good chap. Uh, he, look, he's in good form, T. Curran. So let's yes. not forget that he he has actually emerged with some credit from from England's tour. I think he bowled. He was a great death bowler. I think in the Australian One Day series, didn't he? He, he was actually quite good. So he could be a bit of a surprise packet. I mean, obviously here the big risk really is around uh, Chris Lynn. I mean, if he's not if he, he's he's fit and firing, he'd be great. But he he gets injured all the time with that shoulder of his. Um, so that that's a real risk for these guys. Um, they've got Kuldeep Yadav, who will be, I think, something of a trump card for them. Yeah. Uh, but there's Thank not you. a lot of depth there. There's not a, a beyond Chris Lynn. There's not a lot of reliable match winners there. Dinesh Karthik is the captain. I mean, he just he just uh, won India a trophy. He did. Um, Sixer off the last ball. It's funny how many captains are from Madras. I think yeah, this is, is saying this is definitely saying something <laughs> about about the stature and quality of people. Yeah, from I, this city. If I look at them, they're probably going to open the batting with Sunil Narayan, right? As a kind of a pinch hitter, probably. Oh, are um, they? Okay, interesting. And, and Shubman Gill will probably be in the top six, I imagine. Yes. Um, in, you know, Mitchell Johnson is travelling okay. I mean, his fitness is a concern. You know, Dre Russ, Andre Russell. I think he's he's he didn't do that well in the Big Bash in Australia. I must say, mm, last year he was okay. So hot and cold. Again, Dre I'm Russ. not sure they have a lot of depth in this team. Yeah. Robin Uttapa still going yeah. strong. Amazing. 
<laughs> they have some solid players, but nothing. I mean, apart from really, apart from Dinesh Karthik and and uh, Chris Lynn, I think. All right. So the defending champions, Mumbai Indians, most successful team in IPL history. Yeah. They look on paper possibly favourites. They've retained uh, their top three players, Rohit Sharma, Hardik Pandya and Jasprit Bumrah. Then they've also got the likes of Kieran Pollard, mm. Evan Lewis, JP yes. Dumini, Ben Cutting, Pat Cummins. Yeah. You know, Mitchell McLennigan. Your, fr- your friend. My, fr- my friend from the swimming pool. That's right. Um, it's, a, it's a very solid team. Do you see any weaknesses here? Um, yeah, they've got, they've made a few purchases too, haven't they? And they've got, they've purchased Kyron Pollard, as you mentioned, Pat Cummins, Evan Lewis. He's in very good form at the moment. Uh, Colonel Pandya, I like, the, I like him as well. Um, it the looks like pretty Pandya. Well, yeah, it looks a pretty well balanced team. Um, the spinning options, I'm not, I'm not totally convinced on the spinning options. I mean, I do like the bowling stocks. I mean, you know, one of my favorite players is Jasper Bulmer. I have a lot of time for him. He's pretty good. Pat Cummins on the right wicket too. So there's a lot of options there. Ben Cutting as well, a bit of pace. Um, looks like a pretty well-balanced squad to me, I think. So you are indeed right. There is a second team returning to the IPL. It is the Rajasthan Royals. Yes, of course. Um, I thought they, they were Yes, yeah, so they're back. Um, they lost their skipper, uh, someone you might be familiar with, Steve Smith. Yes. He's been banned. He has been banned. Of, because of sandpaper. Yes, sandpaper gate. Sandpaper. Replaced by Ajinkya Rahane. Uh, or, or replaced a skipper by Ajinkya Rahane. They've got Ben Stokes, the best player in last year's IPL. They also have the most expensive, I think, player uh, from this year's auction, J- Jaidev Unadkat, the Indian pace bowler. Um, they may yet lose Stokes, though, because of the... Uh, legal case still ongoing, the, the criminal case, in fact. So a big English contingent, Joss Butler, and the very exciting Joffre Archer. How excited are you about Joffre Archer, Darren? I am very excited. I saw him in the Big Bash this, this year in Australia. He's very quick. He gets the ball up to about 150. He's an incredible athlete in the field. Uh, he's an emerging batsman as well, so he's very exciting. Um, but I think the real... Dark horse here, and many play- people wouldn't know him as Darcy Short. Darcy Short hit the record amount of runs last year in the Big Bash ever. He's a super exciting player. Um, some people might have seen him in the England New Zealand Tri Series. He did quite well there, so I, I think he'll be a key player. And he's a bit suspect against spin, I'd say. So I'll be interesting to see how he does in in the IPL. Um, but he could be a real surprise packet. Mm. And 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 Kay Gautham they have as well. Let's not forget who's the, the, yeah he's pretty um, who's yeah. exciting. Sanju Samson, another another young Indian yes batsman who's um, exciting. Heinrich Klassen, of course, from South Africa, has come in for Steve Smith. As you mentioned, he's an ex- it's very exciting player. I mean, he he smashes the ball over the place, so he could be is he as well. Okay, I must confess, I'd never heard of him. I saw him. Uh, Caught some highlights of a one-day game, and he was smashing the ball a long way. So he's he's very interesting as well. Yeah, they've got some some real some real potential in this team. If you think about it, if they if if Stokes, Archer, Short, 
all come off, yeah, then you could see them getting to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, question marks about the bowling, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and Joffrey, Joffrey Archer, just going back to him. Joffrey, I was going to call him King, <laughs> Jeffrey. King Joffrey. Jeffrey. King Joffrey. <laughs> King Joffrey, as we should probably call him from now on. Probably. Is he, uh, is he qualified for England or is I think is the West Indies? A, I think he's, it like he has a couple of years, right? Um, okay, right. Which is right. a big loss for West Indian cricket, obviously. Royal Challengers Bangalore, perennial underachievers. Yeah. And one, one word to describe this team is just wow. I mean, this team, player for player, Definitely has the strongest team on paper. It's not the first time, though. Not the first time they've had the strongest team on paper. And yet they they seem to always underachieve. But yes, please, please go through the names. Yeah, I mean, if you look at up the top, they've got A.B. de Villiers, of course, and Virat Kohli. Um, and Brendan McCullum, you think, would be in the top three. They have some great spin options, too, with Washington Sunder, of course. Yes. Um, Moen Ali, as well, obviously. Yus um, Chahal. Chahal as well. Um, you know, they have uh, some, some, some Quinton de Kock I, I didn't mention in the batting as well. So that's, that's an explosive top four or five there. Um, of course, Pati Patel is in there. Mandeep Singh I have, have a lot of time for as well. I think he's a great bowler. So, yeah, Tim Southey, as you would say. Uh, Tim South is in there. A lot of Kiwis. <laughs> They've got Kiwis. The, the biggest Kiwi contingent, which suggests that, you know, maybe this is the team to back. Right. <laughs> Colin de Grandhomme. Yeah, Colin, Colin de Grandhomme. Tim Southey. Southey. And Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson and Brendan McCullum. So that's four. All four of whom. No, I didn't. I didn't actually see all four of them at the pool in Dubai. But I think I saw three of those four. Collusion. But you know they they played. They did not play well in the PSL. Yeah. Worth noting. Yes. Worth noting. However, there's a lot of pressure on this team. On paper, you would say they have one of the strongest squads. Whether it will be enough to bring them their first IPL title, we shall see. Yeah, and a couple of quite strong alphas in the team, isn't there? With Virat Kohli and um, Brendan McCullum. Brendan McCullum, yeah, and of course, um, Chris Wokes. Just joking. Chris Wokes. Oh, we didn't mention Chris Wokes, did we? <laughs> he could do quite well, too. He could. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make the playing 11, though. Because, you know, with the limits on overseas players. Um, then again, Moeen Ali is so hopelessly out of form. He really is. Uh, I think the Kiwis are more likely to get the nod Yeah. in this team. Uh, Mohamed Siraj as well, who is, a, is an up-and-coming Indian bowler. Yeah. And, uh, certainly someone to watch out for. All right, so the last team. Not, not least. Last but not least, Sunrisers Hyderabad. Yes. Who have lost another? Who have lost their skipper, David Warner? Yes. Um, which will be a big loss, not so much for his captaincy, but for his batting, because he's a, a tremendous 2020 player. Yeah. Uh, he's been replaced as skipper by Kane Williamson, uh, and so they, I suspect, will rely heavily on Shikhar Dhawan. Alex Hales has been called up. Yeah, he has. To replace David Warner, they've got Carlos Brathwaite. Shakib Al Hassan, some decent players here, uh, and uh, you would probably still think they'll do well despite the loss of Warner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the bowling attack, you know, led by obviously Bhuvi, Bhuvanesh Kumar, I think it looks quite strong. And of course, you've got Rashid Khan, which you didn't mention as well, uh, mm, and Muhammad yeah. Nabi. You've got, 
Basil Tampi and Sandeep Sharma, which I think he's a great, he's a pretty strong bowler as well. Sandeep Sharma. It's not bad, not a bad bowling lineup. I think they are a bit weak on the batting, though. If, with you know the loss of Warner is a big loss, so yeah, you know. yeah, I think you're right. I think um, they will struggle to find those runs. Yeah, but I think it's it's a great chance for Alex Hales. I mean, I assume he'll be playing a lot. I'd imagine it's a great opportunity for him. Actually, this is his first time in the IPL. They've got the wonderfully named Sachin Baby. Have they? Still? Yeah, that's a that's an actual player. It's Sachin not a hashtag. Baby. It's not a hashtag. It's not a marketing campaign. No, I know. They do have him, actually, um, don't they? I love Denny Morrison. Denny, when Denny Morrison commentates when Sachin Baby is involved, it's um, pretty interesting stuff to listen to. Okay, so your pick. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who's your pick to win the whole thing? Yeah, it's... Uh, I do like Delhi, as I mentioned. I think they're a bit of an outsider. Um, and I think Mumbai Indians, given past performance, they should be there or thereabouts. Um, All right. But I do like the RCB this year. I think they could they could be turned the corner this year. Okay, so RCB is your pick. Yep. Actually, I was going to say RCB as well, <laughs> <laughs> but to be different, I will actually go with the Chennai Super Kings. Yeah. So basically, listeners, you should go out and cancel your bets on those teams right now because you heard it here first <laughs> on the Cricket Ultras. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, well, not not that we advocate betting especially not no we don't with any bookmakers based in mumbai no we don't or, or dubai um, correct named john or otherwise um, i just think chennai have have good experience yeah and i think that often counts for a lot you know what happens with the ipl is it never quite especially in the latter stages it never quite produces the fireworks yes that you expect it becomes quite tense yes very tense uh and i think that will hurt a team, for example, like like the Rajasthan Royals, for example, and it will benefit a team with experience. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think last year in the final, as I mentioned earlier, I watched that final again. Um, Pune were only chasing 130 to win. Um, and they, you know, they were cruising along with sort of three down. They sort of fell apart at the end. And I think it was the pressure. They just couldn't deal with the pressure, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, it becomes very tense, very low scoring affairs towards the end. Uh and will you be watching a lot of it, Darren? I will try and watch it where I can. Will you be? I have been in previous years. Yeah. Um, I must confess, I'm not sure where I can watch it in Hong Kong. I think I have a I have a subscription to Sky. I think maybe Sky will have... I'll, I'll try and find out too. Well, there are plenty of means, of course. Of course. To watch. <laughs> there are means, cricket. dude. There are. There are, me, there are ways and means. Yes, there are ways. Um, not, not all of which we will discuss at length on this podcast okay well thank you all very much for listening and thank you all for listening so much yes i I noticed that we are our listener numbers continue to rise yeah um thank you thank you all we'll be back next week um with the first of our guests uh and we'll be talking more about the development i think of associate cricket Probably more on Sandpaper Gate, the story that, that, <laughs> that refuses to die. That old chestnut. Thank you very much.